And welcome back inside the Keto Vault for a bonus edition. Quality time with a guy named Saul Hudson, slash, of Guns N' Roses fame. As so I got quality time with the guy in the hat to talk up the new album from he, Miles, and the Conspirators, simply called Four. His new record deal with Gibson Guitars and Gibson Records, which is brand new. Uh, talk about Slash's first Gibson guitar. He unleashes his Mount Rushmore of guitarists. He tackles the wildly controversial question, is Miles Kennedy, in fact, Kevin Bacon? We'll have a definitive answer in this interview. And personally for me, the coolest is I launched a question that Slash says no one has ever asked him before. And it kind of blew my mind because that guy has answered a billion questions over his years. And to be be a first, uh, I was very happy. So here you go. Bonus edition of the Keto Vault. It's quality time with Slash. No, I gave it to my brother. I gave it to London. Hey, it's Adam from Premiere. I got Slash so. here for you. Hey, cool, man. Well, we're, we're on. We're live. Okay. Someone so. broke into our mailbox. Yeah, I got so slashed. You're ready, right? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Slash, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, I didn't. I'm sorry. I got <laughs> sorry, distracted man. for a second. No, no, it's, it's always surreal to talk to you. How's, how's it going, man? Good morning. Uh, I'm Good morning, and I'm good. How are you? Dude, I'm, I'm great. No, I was just looking. I just got a message that someone, and a photo of someone vandalized our mailbox. <laughs> like like smashing like kids with a bat or what? No, no, broke into it. It's like one of those uh, deep you know, mailboxes with a big door and all uh-huh. that, and they broke into it. They're trying to steal your COVID test, your free government COVID <laughs> tests. <laughs> that sucks. Anyway. I'm sorry, man. Oh, it's all right, but that's where I was distracted. Okay. Anyway, so, hi. Hi. <laughs> Welcome back, man. So good to talk to you as always. Congratulations, yeah. too, man. Uh, thank you. Thank you. We're we're excited, man. We've, like, we've been sitting on this record since last April. Really? That long, huh? Yeah, yeah. We, 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 we went in and did it during the thick of, of the, the uh, sort of lockdown uh-huh. in, you know, last year. And uh, <laughs> took all the precautions to get together and, you know, do pre-production and go out to Nashville and record the album and all that stuff. But then, you know, having done it, we realized we weren't going to be able to do it, release it until February because I've got Guns N' Roses tour coming up from, uh, in uh, you know, a, couple, a few months ago. Right. And then also Miles had his solo tour and all that stuff. So so we were like, okay, I guess it looks like February is the window to be able to do it. And then we can also tour. Ten months. That's crazy, right? I mean, but everything, everything's been crazy the last couple of years. It's a COVID thing, you know, like turned everything upside down. Well, the album called number, called Simply Four, which is pretty obvious. Slash, for those who don't know, loves golf, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. That's funny. No, four, fourth album with Miles. and But I'm trying to think. It says this is your fifth solo album, but then you had, two, was it two Snake Pit albums too? Well, I, I okay, this is, Snake Pit was, was one band that I started back in the 90s. And then I did do a solo record in 2010, and that's when I met Miles. But the Conspirators records, and the reason this one's called Four, is because it's more of a band than it is my solo thing. You know, I might steer the ship, you know, <laughs> and all that. <laughs> But uh, you know, I, I definitely treat it more as a band. So yeah, you talked about that last time. You, you kind of finally got your band together with the conspirators, and, and of course, you and Miles have been clicking for a while. But you, you mentioned last album, you think you finally found yourself here. Yeah, yeah, I and mean, it's it's funny because it's just been happening. I I didn't even realize we've been doing it for ten years until you know a month ago. Someone mentioned that the uh, Apocalyptic Love record came out in 2012, and I was like, wow, ten years. You know, who would have thought? Dude, time has a way of just blistering by, huh? Yeah, yeah. 
but it's been it's been a, a really effortless and fun um, you know journey that we've been on since it started, and uh, it's it's really easy to forget how much time has gone by. Right, and the cool thing about this new record is it's on the Gibson label, Gibson Records, which up until now wasn't a thing. And once I found out that you were going to be the first artist on this new Gibson Records, I thought to myself, why the hell didn't someone think about this thing a long time ago? What? <laughs> I mean, that makes so much sense. Gibson's obviously a legendary brand. People who play Gibson guitars like yourself are passionate. Why was there no Gibson Records 100 years ago or whatever? You know, I mean, I've been with Gibson for, it's been a little over 30 years now. And, uh, um, you know, there's been a lot of management changes and this and that and the other. And, you know, not that long ago, Gibson was in a sort of a state of flux, and it was taken over by new management, basically. And now it's back in tip-top shape. And, and I didn't even know that they were thinking about doing a label until I was about to go into the studio to do this record. And they mentioned that they might want to do something with me as the first release. And I was like, yeah, that's, that makes total sense, you know. Um, but it wouldn't have come up before because the, the, the company was in, in too much of a unstable huh. kind of uh, situation. But now it's it's really really doing well, and they're doing really smart things with it. And I think the label is a really great idea. And I can't wait to see what you know what what artists they sign next. You know, people are so passionate about that guitar, and that brand. It's like, man, you, you think the line would be out the door? Yeah, no, they'll they'll definitely have like uh, a bunch of really cool artists in succession from this point forward. Uh, and they're doing a great job on this record, and it's it's nice to be because I haven't been with a label. I've been on my own label since 2010, and so this is the first time signing uh-huh. up with a company that actually is doing some of the heavy lifting for me. Because before I had to do all this myself, so so uh, you know it's it's great, and they're they're doing a really great job. BMG is involved, and it's it's like a fully functional machine. So it's great. That's cool. Slash is in a good good freaking place right now, aren't you, man? That's yeah, awesome. you know, all things considered. What about how, what was your first Gibson guitar? My first Gibson guitar was a, a, a black Les Paul Standard that I picked up from a guitar store in Hollywood called Guitars Are Us. And I bought it from my good friend Albert Molinaro and Howard, uh, Howie, whatever his name was, Howie something, and Hubberman, yeah. And uh, they used to supply me with a lot of guitars back in the day. We did a lot of trading and this and that. And that, that's where I got my first Les Paul. That's cool. Was that before Guns N' Roses Paul. then, or, or just before Guns N' Roses, or during Guns N' Roses? This was this was uh, before Guns N' Roses. Cool. Um, this was actually during that period where I was really experimenting. I, I, my first guitar that I ever got, first electric guitar, was a Les Paul copy. So I was automatically drawn to that particular guitar. Uh-huh. And when that one gave up the ghost, I started experimenting with all these different brands and eventually just ended up back at the Les Paul. And the rest is history. Now, we talked to Jerry Cantrell a while back, and he talked about how he had a, a Eddie Van Halen guitar that he was given by Eddie that, that got stolen, and uh, it was gone for like 10 years, and he just got it back. Did you ever did you ever lose one of your guitars or have someone steal them? That's, you know, you're the first person that's ever asked me that, and I actually have an answer for you. Yeah? Um, yeah, I had my, my house, and I had a studio in my house back in 90-whatever it was. Yeah, the old snake pit, right? Uh, yeah, for the for the second Snake Pit configuration. And uh, so I had all these guitars in the studio down there, and I just had this funny feeling one night, um, and I asked my guitar tech to check the studio the next day, and, and all the guitars were gone. 
What? Yeah, and some other stuff, but the, the guitars are what. But I, I did get them back. Um, the guy who stole them, and it was a he was a hired gun. This was a in. It's a long story, but uh, this was a, a an in-house kind of thing. And and uh, so this guy who stole them made the mistake of trying to sell a couple of guitars to Guitar Center. <laughs> you know, and we it's a pretty tight network of musicians, and when things go missing, we let everybody know. Anyway, so so I went down to the Beverly Hills Police Station and couldn't identify the guy, but did identify the guitar. So I got all the guitars back, with the exception of uh, I think there was two, and I got one of them back. You know, like years later. And then one of them, I still have not been able to track a gold top that hasn't popped up yet. Wow, still out there. Isn't that amazing? I mean, I, until I heard that story from Jerry, I'd never heard about that. And I looked it up. I mean, that's it's a thing as far as, I mean, it's almost like uh, you hear about sports jerseys being stolen and then like a black market. There is like this underground collectors of stolen guitars, isn't there? I, You know, I mean, I don't know about the... <laughs> it's know, greasy, like, Slash. A, a it's network, greasy. But the people do steal them, you know. Right? That's crazy. All right, let's see here. What else? I know we're running out of time. Slash, our guest, uh, the tour stops here in Colorado February 23rd. The new album out here coming up here Friday the 11th, simply called Four. Speaking of Four, Slash, who's your Mount Rushmore of guitarists? Like either influence to you or just who do you think the best are? Who belongs? The Four Belongs on the Mountain are... Okay, so I, obviously, you know, we always Jimi Hendrix, yeah, and and you mentioned Eddie. I'll put Eddie in there, and uh, Jimmy Page, and uh, you know, and this is I'm gonna I'm gonna say Jeff Beck, Beck, but that's a really short list. My list would be way longer. <laughs> you so, know, you so, know, several Mount Rushmores <laughs> off the top of my head, right? Yeah, Mount Rushmore would be like 20 miles long. That's cool. Yeah, Jimmy Page. I remember as a kid, like I only heard like Stairway to Heaven. I was like, what, why is this guy always talked about? What the hell? And I remember hearing rock and roll for the first time going, oh, yeah. yeah. No, he's, he's, he's an amazing guitar player. And I, I should have put B.B. King as well, because actually the, the slow blues stuff that, that Jimmy Page does is very reminiscent of B.B. King. And B.B. King is one of my all-time favorite guitar players. All right, we'll throw we'll B.B. Throw on there as well. Thank yeah. You too. Um, let's yeah, see. What, another question. This is actually from one of the listeners. And once they ask me this, it's hard for me to shake it. Is Miles Kennedy actually Kevin Bacon? That's so funny. No. <laughs> They're not even distantly related, but, yeah, I've heard that one before. But I saw, you have heard that before, yeah? Yeah, no, he gets it all the time. Okay, good, because, yeah, someone said that, and I saw the new promo pictures for the for the four. I was like, God damn, that, that is Kevin Bacon. <laughs> yeah, he, 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 he takes it with a grain of salt, but he gets it all the time. That's awesome. Well, man, so, congratulations well, on, on yeah, everything. Man, it's good talking to you and excited about coming down there and uh, – and, yeah, it's been a long time since I've even talked to you, so it's cool. Yeah, man. Um, we'll always, see you soon. Always a pleasure. February 23rd, we'll see you at the Paramount. The album again out Friday on the 11th. And, uh, yeah, keep on keeping on, man. Congratulations on pulling off that GNR tour without getting sick and derailing it. I'm sure you're going to bring those same protocols into the, the solo yeah, tour, right? Try the same thing with this one and see if we can get through it unscathed. Yeah, amazing, amazing work. Great new album, <laughs> and uh, thanks for your time, Slash. All right, man. Yeah, good talking to you. Take care. You too, buddy. Thanks. Good luck Bye. on your mailbox, too. Yeah, right? Thank you. <laughs> All right, man. See you later. All right. Pretty cool guy right there. And uh, as a longtime Guns N' Roses fan, it's always hard for me not to get too geeked out talking to the guy. But how crazy is that, too? Someone broke into his mailbox. He just got word just as the interview started. That was, that was real. So, uh. No one can run from the porch pirates, right? They're everywhere. Not even the guy in the hat.
And that's it. If you uh, like what we do, subscribe. Uh, hit the like button if there's a like button. Tell your friends. If you don't like what we do, let's just keep that between you and me. Thanks for checking out the Kilo Vault. Bonus edition.